We're starting a new lesson today, a new series of lessons called Partnering with God. I'm so excited about this series. I told the guys when we were praying this morning, I've been like drinking out of a fire hose all week. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Hopefully, I I, 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 I take a couple of bit, of, a couple of moments, and, and just just slow down because you can tell I'm already speaking a thousand miles an hour. I'm excited about this series for the next couple of weeks that we talk about partnering with God. Let's just jump right into it. Let's set the stage where we're going to go. We're going to wind up going to 1 Chronicles chapter 4. If you've got a Bible, you've got a phone, you might want to open that up. We're going to talk about a dude named Jabez. We're going to wind up going to the first book of the Bible, Genesis, and look at what God did with this man called Adam, and then what God did with the father of our faith called Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. And then we're going to wind up, we're going to wind up in, in, in you know, over in, in the book of Numbers chapter 6, where God said, here's how this blessing is going to work and this partnering with God is going to work in your life for the rest of your life. I'm excited. This isn't a one and done message. We're going to keep coming back to this for about three or four weeks and we're going to get into the middle of it all where you and I can realize we're not alone. We are actually have the ability to partner with God. Come on, everybody. The God of the universe. He, he actually wants us to be in partnership with him. So let's jump in the middle of it. Let's look at some just natural things that I think some of us know, but again, to be a reminder as we jump into this series about what partnership is. Webster Dictionary, partnership is a legal relationship between two or more persons. It, it's a legal relationship. That's a big deal. It's legal. And so when we look at partnership, with God, I want you to know and I want you to realize this is a legal transaction, a legal relationship between you and God. God sees it that way. It's where we connect and we cooperate with the, with the cause of God that's actually bigger than yourself. God wants you to connect with him and partner with him in something bigger than you could ever accomplish by yourself. Now, the Bible terms that we'll see, we don't see the word partnership besides maybe just one book of the Bible, and that's in the book of Philippians. But partnership, in the Bible terms, we'll see this. It's called fellowship. Or it's called communion. Not communion where we take the bread and the wine or the bread and the juice. But, but it's, come on, some of y'all just woke up right there when I said wine. Man, okay. uh, it's, it's not just it, fellowship. It, it's communion. Communion means when you're joined together. And covenant, come on, everybody say covenant. This is a Bible word. When we see the Old Covenant or the Old Testament, covenant is where God cut covenant with the nation of Israel with a person. Covenant was when an animal died, blood was shed, and the blood and the animal were used as sacrifice to God. Now, in the New Testament, we don't sacrifice, and we don't have a covenant with animals. We got a covenant because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, everybody. His blood on the cross now brought us back into perfect relationship and now partnership with God Almighty. We are partnering with God. We are in fellowship with God. We are now in communion with God, not because of the blood of goats and bulls and all that and rams in the Old Testament, but we have perfect fellowship, perfect agreement, perfect harmony. Come on, perfect accord, a perfect covenant with God because of the blood of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen, amen, amen. Now, what's amazing, I said a moment ago, is that whoever wants to be a partner with God, listen to me, can be a partner with God. Whoever wants to be a partner with God has the ability to be a partner with God. Who makes no difference if you're young, you're old, you're black, you're white, you're Hispanic, you're rich, you're poor. Whoever says, I want to be a partner with God, God says, yes, 
You can be a partner with me. We know how it begins. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and you'll say with your mouth and you'll ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life, that begins the partnership. Listen to me. But that doesn't end the partnership. All, when a partner's joined together, all of what one has now becomes the other. And all of what one now has, the other, becomes this person's. A partnership, there's a mutuality. What's yours is mine. What's mine is yours. It's like marriage. Marriage isn't all of mine goes to Kimberly and I got nothing coming back. No, it's, every, it's not 50-50. It's 100 and 100. Everything that I've got, she's got. Everything that she's got, I've got. Come on, somebody. So I got shoes coming out, you know where. I got all kind of shoes because she got, no, come on, everybody. We're going to partner with God's cause in the earth. We're going to partner with what God wants to do. We're going to do what God wants to do. And we've got the ability to do what God wants us to do in the earth. We've got the ability to be a representative of God on the earth and partner with his cause. Not based on our goodness, not based on our Bible reading, based on the blood of Jesus. It's ratified. It's set. We have fellowship with Christ. We have fellowship with the Father because we have fellowship with the Son. Everything that he has for us in his death, burial, and resurrection, you and I have the ability to partner with him in. And, and some of us look, uh, uh, look at our own lives and we go, but you just don't know who I am up in here. You don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what I'm involved in right now. Well, let's look at the Bible to see if there's any brother or sister that's going through a tough time just like you to see how they got God involved in their life and how God got involved with them as well. Come on, somebody. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 through 10. Here's what it says. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. This is the end of the story. It's telling you at the first of the story. He was more honorable than his brothers. Didn't start out that way. His mother called his name Jabez saying, because I bore him in pain. Jabez, the name actually means I'm a pain. Means I'm sorrowful, means anywhere I show up, pain's getting ready to happen. The mother called his name Jabez because in the childbirth, it was painful, it was difficult. It, come on, I, I can't believe that there's not every woman in the world right now that's got a child named Jabez. Can all the women say amen? <laughs> I remember when our first son was born in Trail, B.C., Canada, or excuse me, in Johnson City, Tennessee, excuse me, uh, we, we lived up there after the, for the other three, but in Johnson City, Tennessee, and, and, and our, our, we, we found out that this was a boy, and he had a little bit of a large head, but he was eight, eight pounds, six ounces when he came out, about 22, 23 inches long, something like that, and, and I'm in there with my beloved wife, and she's, uh, she's, uh, I'm, she's pushing, and, and I got a little, little cloth, and I put it on on her forehead and she gave me the the stare of demonic death and oh my lord I saw things and I heard things I never thought I would experience before in my life and 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 she was she was a hee hee and a hoo hoo and I was trying to help her with the brick come on somebody I went to Lamaze I'm a hee hee and a hoo and baby you're not hee hoo hee and she grabbed my arms like a big old cat act you know, alley cat and clawed me and I'm like hey. they didn't tell me this in hee hee hoo hoo class man I'm telling you Jesus and that boy was born with some pain. <laughs> we all can experience that, or women for sure. 
And so all his life, all his life, he's hearing, hey, pain. Hey, sorrowful dude. Hey, loser. Hey, struggler. Hey, one that always, when you show up, difficulty shows up. That's what he's hearing all his life. Didn't have a very good start. We don't know when this incident happened. Was he a young man? Was he 15? Was he 30? Was he 50? When this is written, we don't know. But I'm glad the Bible tells us what the brother did in the rest of his life that he wanted changed. Because here's what it says. And Jabez called on the name of the God of Israel. So he prays. And he says, oh God, that you would bless me indeed and you would enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I might not cause pain. Now, I'm just done causing pain. So God granted him what he requested. I don't want, to, I don't want the rest of my life to be like the first of my life. I don't want 62 years, I don't want the next 30 years of my life to be like the first 62 years of my life. God, I'm crying out to you. And the Bible says at the end, God heard him and God gave him what he requested. He asked for four things. And as we talk about partnering with God, I can't think of a better scripture, a better couple of verses to look at as we start this series and hopefully, you'll write some of these down, and they will be embedded into your heart for the rest of this series and the rest of this year. He says, number one, bless me indeed. Bless me indeed. He's asking God for God's blessing. God's blessing is God's empowerment to prosper you in every area of your life. Listen to me. If you do not believe in God prospering you, what are you going to believe God, who has everything, is going to do for you? If you believe God is bad and you believe God is evil and you believe God is unjust and God's unfair, listen to me, you've got the wrong God. Jabez says, in my current situation, I don't need that. I already got enough of that. Don't you know who I am? I'm Jabez. My name's Pain and Sorrowful. I need to flip this script. God, I'm crying out to you, and I'm asking you that you would bless me indeed. That your blessing would be on my life, that I would be empowered to prosper in every area of my life. In my marriage, with my child training, in the business, in the call of God on my life, that I would experience the blessing of the Lord. Anybody down for that? Deuteronomy 28 says all these blessings will come on you and overtake you. Evidently, the blessings aren't to be, aren't to be limited, but limitless. God's blessings come on a person, and God's blessings should overtake a person. That the beginning of our life, come on somebody, should be different than the end of our life. Meaning, the beginning of our life shouldn't be the best part of our life. It should really be the worst part of our life. And as we live with Christ, as we live serving Jesus, it just keeps getting better and better and better. Amen, everybody? Yeah. Come on, say, bless me indeed. Then he says this, enlarge my territory. God, enlarge my territory. Give me influence. Give me influence. Give me a bigger worldview. 
Enlarge my sphere of influence. Enlarge my territory. Come on, the Bible says that the end of a thing is better than the beginning of a thing. Though your beginning was small, Job says, your latter end will greatly increase. God wants your influence to continually grow. I want to do more. I want to reach more. I want to be more. I, I want to encourage more. I want to give more. I want to serve more. I want to pray more. I, I want to be a better husband. I want my influence to grow at work. I want my influence to grow in my family. I want my influence to grow in this city. God, I'm asking you, enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. I'm a partner with God. I want my territory to be enlarged. I want my fence to get a little bit larger. I, I, I want to take some more territory for God. I, I want to see God's, God, God's power working in me. God, I want, I want your blessing to permeate everything in my life. I need your influence in my life. He says, I want your hand, thirdly. I want your hand to be with me. I want God's hand working in my life. The hand of God, anytime you see it in the Old Testament, it'll be twofold. God's presence or God's power will show up. I need your hand in my life. I'm not in this to, oh, because of my education. I'm not in this because I'm so smart. I'm not in this because I got a good networking ability. No, 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 no. It's not because I'm, I, 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 I've got, I've, I've got 100,000 IG followers. No, 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 no. Um, you're, I need your hand with me. I need your presence and your power that does beyond what any natural person or any natural endeavor could do. Uh, Lord, Lord, I need your anointing. I need your goodness. I need your glory working in my life. Lord, I want to be a carrier of it. I want to be a carrier of your glory. I want to be a carrier of your anointing. I want to be a carrier of your goodness that when I show up at work, people are going, there's an answer right there. That person's going to give us an answer. They've always got something good to say. They've got something that they bring to the table, not that they take away from the table. Come on, everybody. When I show up, when you show up, God shows up because the blesser is in you bringing forth his blessing. Come on, everybody. Man, your presence, your power, worth me and working in me. It's in me. And so I'm carrying this everywhere I go. And then he says, lastly, he says, Lord, I'm asking you that you just keep me from evil. You, you keep me from evil. You keep me from evil. You, you, you protect me. You protect me. You keep me from wicked and worldly pursuits. I don't think he's praying, Lord, keep me from evil, keep me from getting shot, or keep me from getting run over. No, 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 Lord, I'm asking you that you keep me from evil, my own heart deceiving me from doing worldly, crazy, wicked stuff. Lord, keep me from stupid. Keep me from stupid people, from stupid things, from stupid endeavors, from worldly and just wicked things. And the Bible says God granted him what he requested. Can somebody say praise God? Man, man, God granted him what he requested. So evidently, God liked what the brother asked. So maybe you look at your life right now and you go, man, I want to partner with God, but I don't seem like I got anything going on. Well, I don't know if you're any worse or any below the barrel worse than this brother right here. And he cried out to God, and God heard him, and God answered him. God blessed him indeed. God enlarged his territory. Come on, God's hand was with him, his presence and his power. And God was going to keep this brother from evil because he prayed and he asked God to get involved in his world. So, so let's ask the question. 
is asking God to bless you wrong then? How could it be? If, if, if this brother asked, and it made it into the Holy Scripture, if this brother asked to be a blessing, asked for God's blessing to come on him, and God did it, it must be okay. Amen. Come on, it must be okay. Amen. Let's find out what God did in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Genesis 1, 28. Here's what it says is God is made the first man, and Eve is then coming from the man. It says, then God... Bless them. And God said to them, notice he's speaking to them. Notice these four things. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion. Subdue it and have dominion. This is God's will for the first man. And it, we've talked about this many weeks now, is that the name Adam actually means man or mankind. And so what God did in the first man, he did in every man. God wants every man, meaning woman too. Every man, every human being. God wants every human being to be fruitful. He wants every human being to multiply. He wants every human being to subdue things, have dominion over them. He wants every human being to fill things in their life. He wants every human being to have dominion over whatever comes against your life. Why? Because this is God's assignment. This is God's power of partnership with him. You and I now are God's representatives on the earth. If Jesus could not be dominated by the devil, you as God's partner on the earth should not be dominated by the devil. If Jesus overcame worry, as Brittany said, in the middle of the boat and all the other brothers and sisters or her brothers and disciples are freaking out and Jesus is asleep, walking in peace, you have the ability as a partner with God to walk in supernatural peace in the middle of every storm. Can somebody say praise God? Yeah. So let's take these same things that we saw with Jabez and let's see them here in this scripture as well. Thought number one, God's blessing empowers you to fulfill his purpose in the earth. This is you being fruitful. God empowers you to be fruitful. He empowers you to fulfill his purpose in your life. You being fruitful in whatever God's called you to do. God, his blessing will then cause his influence, God's influence to work through you and grow. This is it multiplying. His influence in your life. It doesn't stay the same. It keeps growing and growing. And as you're faithful doing what God calls you to do, God gives you more responsibility, which will bring more influence. Come on, everybody. God's blessing, thirdly, we see, allows his presence and power to permeate every single area of your life. All your business, it's filled with God. You bring God, again, God isn't just a Sunday thing. God is a Friday thing in the middle of a heated business battle and dealing. God's in the middle of you with your children training, whatever God's called you to do. Every business activity that you are involved with, God's anointing, God's power, his goodness is there with you. God wants his power and his goodness to fill you so it fills the places you go. And then we see here is that God's blessing will protect you while you live godly in a dark world. This is God giving you his dominion. 
It protects you. It keeps you from wickedness and worldliness and, and, and the attacks of the enemy. God's blessing will protect you. Listen to me. When you partner with God, you will then partner with his blessing that will be the umbrella under which everything God does is filtered through your life. I'm under the umbrella protection of God. I'm under the umbrella goodness of God. I'm under the umbrella anointing of God. I'm under the umbrella wisdom of God. I'm under the umbrella favor of God. I don't got to wonder about it. I don't got to pray about it. I don't got to think about it. I don't got to say, God, I didn't read my Bible yesterday. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. We all good. It's not works-based. It's grace-based. It's freely given grace. Now, should you read the Bible? Yeah, you should read the Bible. Every single day you should read the Bible. But it's not based on what you do. It's based on what God did through Jesus for you. Come on, somebody say amen right there. What God did to Jabez, cried out to him. I'm going through a tough time, going through a difficulty. I don't like my life. I don't like what I've been, what I've turned into. He cries out to God, and God heard his prayer, and God reverses his prayer. First man, he's blessed by God. Fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. This is my assignment for your life. Then we find this guy, you know, years later named Abram, who the Bible says this guy lived in a place called Ur of the Chaldees, and what, what uh, most theologians believe is that the people of that day, they worshiped the moon god. I'm not talking about a dude who showed up to church every week and brought his tithe. I'm talking about a dude that's bowing down to idols and doing crazy stuff and burning incense to some tree. And God comes to this dude and God chooses him to be the father of the faith. That the whole Jewish race would now find Abraham to be their natural spiritual father. And then now we will read a scripture in the, in the New Testament in a minute that now we can find what God did in him, God wants to do in you as well because of Jesus. But here in Genesis chapter 12, we see this crazy beginning of what God says to this guy who was just last week at the, at the temple called Moon. Come on, somebody, I'm just making that up. Did you hear me? He's out there just worshiping the moon God. He's doing his own thing. He's going through life. He doesn't know Jehovah God. He doesn't know who, there's no Bible. There's no Old Testament. There's no Moses. This is hundreds and hundreds of years before all that. Genesis chapter 12. Read it with me in verse 1. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Spoke to the brother. How did, did he show up in, in a physical form? We don't know, but he spoke to him. And he says, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land I will show you. Stop right there for a second. Some of y'all, this is exactly what you need to do. You are hanging around the wrong, wrong people. I ain't telling you to leave your family because they're, they're your family. But I'm telling you, the influence of some of y'all's family has rubbed off on you. And it's messed with your thinking, and it's messed with your expectation. And so you need to leave your country. You need to leave the country called sin. You need to leave the country called America, where we all Christians up in here. We ain't all Christians. You need to leave certain things, and you need to join yourself to God. You need to partner with God. I'm not telling you leave your family. Don't get that. I'm not telling you to go move to Mexico unless that's what God wants you to, want, to do. I'm telling you partner with God. He tells this brother, I'm going to show you where to go. I'm going to show you. Check out what he says in verse 2. 
He says here, I'm going to make you. So I'm going to show you. And then he says, I'm going to make you a great nation. <laughs> you old heathen. He's a heathen. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you and your name will be great and you shall be a blessing. Amazing. Amazing. He tells him four things here that I think are outstanding. Abraham, this normal guy, that Abraham was blessed on purpose for a purpose. He's not trying to be blessed, not praying to be blessed. After this, not hoping to be blessed. The brother is just blessed. God says, I've chosen you. I am partnering with you. And what goes on from then? There needs to be a response from you in partnership. What's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. There needs to be a partnership here. That's understandable. But let me tell you what, Abraham, you are blessed. You if your purpose becomes my purpose, then my purpose will become your purpose. You don't have to pray about it, hope about it, you know, read enough Bible. You are blessed because you have chosen to partner with me. So God's word to Abraham was fourfold. He says, number one, I will show you. I will show you where to go. I'm going to show you. Everybody in the room, listen to me. You and I are now blessed with direction. We're blessed with guidance. We found out in John 14, 15, and 16, the Holy Spirit will show you and tell you things to come. You now have an inward GPS system called the Holy Spirit. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will direct you. Here in the Old Testament, God tells this brother, you're partnered with me, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you what job to be looking for. I'm going to show you who to be with. I'm going to show you what school to attend, college students or young person looking for the next step. I'm going to show you. I'm going to guide you. You can realize that the blessing of the Lord in your life will bring supernatural guidance. Number two, he says, I'm going to increase your life. I'm going to increase your life. I'm going to make you something more of your life than you had managed, than you ever imagined. I'm going to do something in your life that you could not imagine you doing when you partner with me. I'm going to make your life. He says, out of you, there's going to be a great nation from you. Wow, this brother is just like waking up from drinking a Starbucks one day and God starts talking to him. He had to wrap his head around this. God, you want to do something great with my life. Lord, you want me to have more and more influence in my life. You, you, Lord, you, you're going to show me. You're going to increase my life. Listen, church, believe God for increase. Move your life forward. Be great. Come on. Come on again. The, the beginning of a thing. Uh, the end of a thing is better than the beginning of a thing. Though you started small, your latter end will greatly increase. We're going to believe God for increase. Then he says this just flat out. God tells him, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to empower you. The, the, the word blessing just in summation means God's going to empower you to prosper in every area of your life. I want God to empower me to prosper as, as a pastor, as a husband. If you as a business leader working where you're working, I need God's empowerment to prosper. Because if God empowers me to prosper, my business is going to change. It's going to grow. It's going to increase. God's going to give me wisdom. And so, Lord, uh, he tells Abraham, I I'm going to bless you. You're going to sense, you're going to know, you're going to have wisdom in your life because there's an empowerment to prosper in every area of your life. And lastly, he tells them, I'm going to use you. This is the big one. I'm going to use you to bless others. I've blessed you 
to be a blessing. The blessing doesn't stop with you. It's not about you, a bigger house. If you need a bigger house, cool. It's not about 16 cars. I don't, maybe you need 16 cars because you've got a fleet and you've got an Uber thing you're doing. Cool, cool, cool. But it's not just about that. It's not about worldly wealth. I want to be used by God so that what he gives to me can flow through me. Come on, somebody said the hose that the water flows through, it gets wet too. You got all the water you can drink if you're just a hose and the water's flowing through you. Amen. Come on, God wants to bless you. God wants to use you. It's not just about you, but what's flowing through you. So listen, what we see this morning already, what we see from Jabez, what we see from Adam, what God called him, what we see now from Abraham, is that you're going to find throughout the New Testament, you're going to find even in the Old Testament, these same pictures that God's blessing will show up in three areas of your life. In three areas. Number one, God's blessing is going to show up in your life spiritually. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's given by God's grace. Again, it's spiritual that God chose me, that you chose God in response to his tug at your heart to receive Jesus as the Lord of your life. That now my life isn't going down a dark hole. Now I don't have to be addicted and, and demeaning. I don't have to do stupid stuff. I don't have to wake up in some alleyway somewhere. I don't have to, I don't have to be a, a vagrant. I don't have to be nasty and, 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 and deceptive and manipulative. And I don't have to try to claw my way. To, I, 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 I've got the ability to have a relationship with God, not because of anything I've done, but because of who Jesus Christ is. It's, God's blessing is spiritual. I can't earn it. I can't pray for it. I just get a chance to cooperate with it because I'm in partnership now with him. So everything he has, he's given to me freely. 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 And now he says, Gary, everything you have, you've got to give to me freely. This spiritual blessing isn't luck, isn't chance, isn't karma. Isn't, isn't something natural. It's not even revealed to the five physical senses. Listen, you wake up in the morning and, and you've been going all night. You've been shouting with your friends at the Padres and you wake up this morning, you're a little bit tired. It makes no difference. You're still blessed. You, 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 go, you go to work tomorrow and they hand you your pink slip. You're still blessed. Uh, you, 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 you've been praying for a certain thing and it seems like heaven's bronze and, and, and there's no answer, you're still blessed. It's a spiritual thing. The blessing will reveal several things. It'll reveal sonship. It'll reveal calling. It'll reveal identity. It'll reveal purpose. And it will reveal your destiny. It's a spiritual thing. So when you read the word of God, God is going to fire up and stir up his destiny in your life. His purpose in your life. This spiritual thing that he wants you to accomplish in your life that will reveal his sonship. This is why we are a proponent in this church, I don't know about every church, but definitely in this church, that you need to renew your mind every day in the Word of God. I got to read the Word of God every day. I got to read it every day. Because I got some funny thinking yesterday that I got to get out of me that the Word of God is going to help me today. 
I've been doing it for 42 years. And listen to me, I'm going to read it today again. It's going to help me. It's going to help you. Can somebody say amen? God's blessing is spiritual, number one. God's blessing, number two, you'll see it from Old Testament to New Testament, is physical, number two. It's physical. What's this mean? It's going to work in your body, and it's going to work in your mind. The blessing of God, because you partner with God, will work in your physical body and work in your mind. There's a hundred-year-old man that we just read about named Abraham who couldn't have a child that God gave him a promise when he was 75 that said, you're going to be a great nation. You're going to be a father of multitude. And by the way, your wife, who's 65, she can't have a child, but she's going to be the mother of a multitude. You need to believe that. Amen. 25 years later, come on. Mama had a baby at 90. Can all the women say, Jesus, help me, Lord, up in here. <laughs> this blessing will work in your body and in your mind. It will strengthen you physically, listen, and mentally to fulfill God's will in the earth. Listen, the blessing of God will strengthen you. Don't buy in to old equals slow. Don't buy in to old equals arthritis, memory loss, dying, cancer, sick, hair falling out, cripple, chair, somebody having to walk. Don't buy in to that junk. Buy into, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. The blessing of the Lord is going to work in my physical body. It's going to work in my mind. It's going to work all around me. The blessing will bring healing, will bring deliverance. It'll restore and mend your mind. It'll restore and mend your body. The blessing of the Lord. It's spiritual. It's physical. Listen. The blessing of the Lord is also material. Material. How is God going to accomplish his will unless God gets his stuff to his people? God is going to work through the church, through giving the church, his people, favor so that we will be able to see and enjoy God's supply that he brings into our life, that as we partner with him, it is then released through our life. The blessing, part of this blessing is material that we can trust God as the source of everything we have. Yeah, you work and you worked your keister off for 50 hours a week and you're working overtime and here's the check to prove it. But the Lord gave you the power to do that. It is the blessing of the Lord. Come on, somebody that makes rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. So the believer says, that's just not the, 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 the job isn't just my source. Is that God is above the job, giving me the wisdom, giving me the strength. And so I freely, willingly give back to you what you so generously blessed into my life. Can somebody say amen? amen. You access this blessing. Listen to me. You access this blessing by your faith and obedience. 
by your faith and obedience. You, you access the spiritual blessing of the Lord by just saying yes to Jesus. You access, you access the, the, the physical blessing of the Lord by renewing your mind to what God's will is and what God's word is. And you get his word in your mouth. You access the material blessing of the Lord by partnering with him. And what we find out from the scripture from Old Testament to New Testament is this. This blessing of the Lord on the people of God, it will bring about success. It will bring about prosperity, which just simply means well-being. That's what it will do. It'll bring that in your life, and it'll bring about a life that's long. Come on. The Bible says God will cause you to have a long, good, healthy life. Prosperity just simply means well-being. I've got enough for me and enough for other people, and I'm going to be generous with what I got because God has been so good to me. Man. So here's this brother, Abraham who you think his life is over in the Old Testament. <laughs> Genesis chapter 12, through several chapters after that, he has this child in chapter 22, he serves God. He's actually called the New Testament, the father of faith. But he shows up again over and over in the new covenant. Come on, in our covenant, in the covenant of the church. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 9, check it out. It says, so all those who put their faith in Christ... This is everybody that's made Jesus the Lord of their life. You and I are going to share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. Everybody that says yes to Jesus, guess what God says? Guess what Jesus says? You now have the right to share the exact same blessing I gave to Abraham. Where it looks impossible, you can't have kids, looks impossible, something's dead, whatever that means in your life. I'm going to bring it to life. Where it looks like I don't know where to go. I don't have no guidance. Man, I don't know what to do with my life. It feels like I'm out here worshiping the moon god. Or the, seems like I go and every door's shut. No, no, no. I'm going to show you where to go. I'm going to show you where to go. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to do something in you that you don't think I could do even in your own life. Oh, you, you think you're a Jabez? No big deal. You cry out to me. I'm going to bless you indeed. I, I'm going to cause influence to happen in your life. I'm going to cause the end of your life to be way better than the beginning of your life. I'm going, to, I'm going to answer that request. Anybody and everybody, regardless of where you find yourself right now, can find themselves blessed because we're in Christ and we've got a physical representation, not just Jesus, as good as that is, but now God brings us back to this Old Testament brother called Abraham and says, see how good I was to him back then? I'm going to be the same to you today. Partner with God. Partner with God. What happens with one happens to the other. It's a mutuality. It's a, I'm, I'm sharing. It's going to be mutual. What you have is mine. What I have is yours. We're going to participate together. We're going to cooperate together. And, and God will lay things. Would you, would you Gary, would, would, would you let me partner with you? And you see that family over there? Would you give them $100? Because they're struggling right now. Well, well, Lord, well, Lord, is that really you? The devil ain't going to tell you to give $100 to nobody. Um, hey, Gary, you got a little extra this month um, that, that, that you don't know. They look like they got it going on, but, but I'm going to give you a little, I got a little extra for you to do something and be a blessing to them. Would you partner with me so that my name will be glorified in the earth? Would you let me bless you and make you a blessing? Every believer is qualified to become a partner with God. Every believer. When I first got saved, 1980, I gave my heart back to God. I was raised in a Christian church. I told you my story before. 
raised in a Christian church, but man, I, I got radically saved. And again, I had to leave my country, my, all my friends. It was, I, I don't say everybody needs to do this, but I need to do this. I need, I, I, partying on a Friday night, got saved Friday night, Saturday morning somehow in that, in that time zone and, and didn't know what to do, didn't know where to go, didn't know how to, I cried out to God and God so graciously saved me. And I was supposed to be out with all my buddies the next night, and I just called them and just told them, you know, they called, and I said, man, I, I, I've, I've had a life change. My life's changed. And so I don't, I, 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 I preach against it, really, that you need, you need to go back in and reach your, the people that you were doing life with. But I knew if I went back in, I'm going in. And so I needed to get out of my country. I needed to get out of that environment, get out of that whole mess, and, and start a new direction with God. And, and, and God was so gracious to me. I was in a church and found some friends and found some people that taught me the Word of God. I had a mom and dad prayed for me and just, just encouraged me. I surrounded myself with the Word of God. I was in between my second and third year of university, and, and I found myself in the Word of God every day. Between, we had five weeks off at Christmas time. That was July, you know, went four or five more months till Christmas time. We had four or five weeks off, and so eight to ten hours a day. <laughs> I'm in the den area of our house, and I'm, I'm listening to cassette tapes at the time my mom and dad had. I'm reading Christian books because my mom and dad had a plethora of them. I'm reading everything I could get my hands on. I'm reading the Bible. I'm in prayer meetings. I'm, I'm 20 years old, and I've experienced just radical change. And I'm so hungry for God. And one of the things God challenged me, I was working a part-time job, and I realized God's blessed me. God wants me to, to do something with my life, and I'm, I'm renewing my mind with the Word, and, and, and God's working in me spiritually. I'm starting to serve in my church, even as this kid that just came out of darkness. And, and, and one day I'm praying, and, and, and I hear this word. I hear this word, you know, sense it in my heart. You need to buy your pastor. I'm not telling you to do this for me. <laughs> you need to buy your pastor a sports jacket. And I'm going, I'm 20 years old. I got about 500 bucks in my bank account total. And you're asking me to buy my pastor a jacket? I thought, I dismissed it. Every time I'm praying, I keep hearing that. I keep hearing that. So I go down to the store. First, I called the office and I asked the secretary, hey, ask what Pastor Barry's jacket size is. I can still remember it, 38 regular. And I went down to the store and I bought him the best sports jacket that I could possibly afford. And I brought it to him. It had little plastic stuff on it, you know, back in the day. And I said, I, I don't know if you need this. I don't know why I'm doing it. But God just told me to do it. And he said, you'll never believe. A couple different jackets, you know, da 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 what happened. And I was just asking God, thinking, of, thinking about a new sports jacket. And I'm 20. And let me tell you what, from that moment, I got addicted to partner with God. If you will use me and get something to me, and you bless me spiritually, and you bless me physically, give me strength to work, give me a mind to work and to, to do whatever it is you call me to do, and you'll bless me materially so that I can have what you want me to have and enjoy it, but for it to flow through me, I'm down with this program. I was raised in a family that this was over and over and over demonstrated with my mom and dad, demonstrated my younger brother, my older brother, where we've just decided 
that we want to make a stamp on our lives and see God work in us spiritually. Listen to me, spiritually. We have the Word of God dwelling in us richly, like Colossians says, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. It'll work in us physically, where we'll live out the number of our days and all the days of our life, see the goodness of God, the hand of God physically. When sickness and disease comes, and attacks come, we'll just be able to see God and His power help us ward off all of that and enjoy a good long life. But then also materially, have God work in my life and prosper us and give us ideas and wisdom and, and, and cause us to be able to be to, to tithe and give offerings and live a generous life and, and sow seed and see God multiply it and just be able to dispense it, like the scripture says, to every good work. Partner with God. Whatever God's doing in your life right now, if you'll cry out to say, oh Lord, bless me indeed. Bless me indeed. Lord, give me influence. Give me influence. I want more influence in my life. I, I, I want to see your will. I want to see your purpose in me. I want to see it expand. And Lord, I, I'm asking that your hand, I'm asking that your presence, your power will be with me. Lord, I'm asking you that you, you keep me from evil, keep me from stupid stuff, from worthless stuff, from pursuing old things that'll just lift up my name. I want to see your name be glorified in the earth. Is anybody in the room down with that? Can you say amen? Come on, stand up, everybody. Father, we pray that right now. Help us this week be more and more of a blessing. Help us partner with you. Father, we ask that right now, that everybody in the room, their partnership with you, with you would increase this week. We'd see it spiritually. We'd see it physically. We'd see it materially. Lord, that everything we've had, let, let, let the wrestling stop this week that you've blessed us. You have blessed us indeed. You have. We're blessed because we're in covenant with Jesus Christ. We're not trying to be. We're not praying to be. We are. Your favor is in our life. Your grace, your goodness, your glory. And so, Father, this week, I pray, bring an awareness more and more of the reality of what redemption in Christ has performed provided and afforded to us open our eyes open our hearts open our minds to the possibilities of heaven influence growth movement we're not going to be stagnant anymore we're going to move forward and take territory for the kingdom of god we're going to see people saved and filled with the spirit and marriages restored and kids delivered and people drugs and addiction removed from their life and the struggles of this world change because the blessing of the Lord on the people of God and through the people of God we carry your anointing we carry your power we carry your goodness we thank you for it come on all over the room just say amen amen and amen Come on, bow your head one more time. If you're in the room and you don't know Jesus Christ or you're online, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've been with us all morning. What an amazing worship time we've had today. God showed up. His presence is definitely here. 
been with us during the word time right now, but do you know Jesus? That's the question. Do you know Jesus or are you far away from him today? You might be like me. You're raised in church all your life, but you've left God just like me. Today's a day you need to say, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Or maybe you come for the first time. You here in the room or you online as well. What we do is we say a prayer. We're all going to say it out loud. And it's a transaction that's going to happen. Again, we talked about it's spiritual. You can't see it. You can't feel it. But it's a spiritual transaction that's going to be in your spirit. You're going to be born again. You're going to be a child of God. God's going to come into your life in a new and a powerful way. Going to give you new direction, new vision. Maybe separate you from some things that are coming up, from, from friends or activities. But it's because he loves you and he wants you in his life. And he wants you to be all in his life. So if you've never made that prayer and you desire that today, when I count to three, just lift up your hand. We're going to pray for you. You won't pray out loud. We'll all pray together. It's just acknowledging, Lord, I'm here, Pastor Gary, and I'm saying I want Jesus. It's an outward show of an inward heart right now. Come on, all over the room. One, two, three. Lift your hand. I want that prayer this morning. I want Jesus in my life this morning. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We see those hands. Thank you, guys. You can put your hands down. Everybody lift your voice and say this after me. You that raised your hand, mean it in your heart right now. Say this, dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in Jesus' name. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. So I believe in my heart and I say with my mouth, God raised Jesus from the dead. Be my Lord. Be my Savior forever and ever. I repent. I change my mind. I'm changing my direction. Fill me with the Holy Spirit, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen, amen. Our custom is we clap real big. Come on, church. We shout for everybody who prayed here in the room and online as well. Come on, church. Come on, church. We can do a little bit better. Yeah. Come on, Jesus is Lord. Come on, say